Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. Because there will be a world without us. Welcome to Dear Hank and John. Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank. It's, it's a, a special edition. It is. We're in the same room together. We are in the same place at the same time. Hank's a lot closer to the mic, so you might hear him a little oh, more. Oh, I'll move I'm, a little bit away. But I'm here. We're really taking the shock jock. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it's a comedy podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. John, how do you make a Lamborghini? Uh, how do you make a Lamborghini? Well, you just got to get a sheep burghini and a Ramborghini to fall in love. <laughs> I want you to tell the jokes that way every time. It's so good. It's a reminder of how, like, the reason the shock jock thing works <laughs> is that it you know? works. Because if you if you go soft on a joke like that, it's not funny. <laughs> but if you go full Henny Youngman, but don't bump, we go super hard. It go, it gets funny. <laughs> we are so excited to answer your questions today, but mostly we're just excited to be together. It's true. It's a huge relief. I never thought that I would miss my brother. That's the end of the sentence. But it <laughs> turns mean, out I do. I don't think we've gone that long without seeing each other ever. I don't think we have ever. I mean, I, well, I, I for me, the first three years, what I call <laughs> the golden age. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I don't think you've ever gone that long without seeing me. So what was it All like? Right. Well, next, hey. we'll, we'll see if we can stretch it out more next time. <laughs> Hank, of course, Hank, of course, refers to the last 15 months as the golden age. <laughs> Oh Lord! Uh, oh yeah. So it's been a, it's been a uh, it's been a, a period of time. Yes. If only it had only lasted a year, then we could call it the year. But it right. was more than a year, and so it's become very confusing. Yeah. I and think also, it's not over. Maybe it's not over, and that I think is the reason why we can't call it the year. <laughs> I think whenever it ends, we should call it the year, however long it is. Yeah. Even if it's two years, we should just we should count it as one. I write in the Anthropocene Reviewed book about my longtime fascination with this uh, conspiracy theory yeah. that I fell in love with when I was a teenager called mm -hmm. the Phantom Time Hypothesis. Mm -hmm. It's a nice conspiracy theory because unlike all the other ones, it isn't very harmful. 
It's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the idea is that there's 300 years missing from the calendar and that these 300 years were invented by the Catholic Church. Now, this conspiracy theory, like a lot of conspiracy theories, heavily relies upon looking at the world from one particular spot. In this case, Europe. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, like, ultimately, can't we kind of decide that that year didn't happen? Can't we just, like, have it be a wash? I think that we can still have it be two years on the calendar and one year in our memory. Yeah. And that's what I would propose. I mean, I am not great. At the moment? Yeah, well, I feel like I feel like looking back at myself over the last year, I didn't handle it as well as I thought I had. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I almost didn't realize, it, it really, it was like a week ago when I started to come out of the fog of the last four months yeah. that I was like, oh... Oh, I had a I had a real rough go of it there. But that's often the case though. Like you yeah. you you know, you kind of have to shut down or you kind of have to go into the whatever place you have to go in to get through something. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, in addition to having a book coming out which was a like stressful work experience, we had some big stressful personal experiences. One of our kids had COVID and it was just really scary and not uh not a good period, but uh we are I I mean, at the moment, things are much better, and you often have to be on the other side of something before you know how bad it was. I think in the middle, like, you're just doing it. Yeah. Like, you're just doing it, and you're not, like, don't focus too much. But I, yeah, looking, I had, we've had a little bit of time on the schedule to, since everybody's visiting, to not be working all the time, and it has made me realize the extent to which I have not been living my, my healthiest life. Yeah, me too, man. It's been really good to have time together as a family and to be reminded that there are things other than work. Yeah. That said, we need to answer some questions from our listeners, Hank. And I'm happy to do it. This first question comes from Gabby, who asks, Dear Hank and John, so your tongue is just one big muscle, right? Does that mean that if you somehow managed to work out your tongue, it would get bigger? Great question. Not super talkative, Gabby. Great question. Now, I know that you can work your tongue out. Yeah. Because if I go several weeks without filming SciShow mm-hmm. and then I go back into the SciShow studio, which is a is like the tongue Olympics in there. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine some of the Latin names that you got to say. Physicists, lots oh. of talk about physicists oh. and doing research sure. and uh and also like we're just trying to record a lot yeah. as fast as we can. Yeah. So I go as fast as I can. Yeah. And and my tongue will cramp up and it will get tired. Yeah, mine too. It's like, I'm like, physically, the problem is that my tongue has, is like burning as if I have just lifted weights with it. I, but I don't know if like exercising your tongue over time makes it stronger. That I don't right. know. But I will say that when I was recording the Anthropocene Reviewed audiobook, and everybody can hear Hank typing, but yeah. that's part of the podcast. Part now. of the podcast. When I was recording the Anthropocene Reviewed audiobook, I, I found that both my voice got thinner over the course of the sure. day. Yep. And that my tongue did get tired. Like it felt like I was sort of tongue twisted mm-hmm. by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That said, I really liked recording the audiobook. And it's been lovely to hear people's responses to the good. audiobook. Yeah. But I just, I, I had such, I really had a good time. We had an amazing engineer at Earshot Audio in Indianapolis and I had a great director and it was just an awesome, it was a really fun time. I, I could not be an audiobook narrator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I used to think that that would be a fun job. 
I'm sure it would be a fun job in places, but it would be a really hard job. Like, you've got to be a good actor. Oh, yeah. And the it's only an reason acting I, job. Yeah, the only reason I can do it is because I was, like, acting out my own right. essays. Yeah. There are times reading, listening to my own audiobooks where I'm like, that is not what I meant. Yes, me too. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> but very few of them. And yeah. also, like, the overall performance is vastly better yes, than anything not, I Yes, not do. something that I... I recorded a little bit of mine, and uh, I was like, oh, I don't like this, and I don't feel like I'm particularly good at it. Yes, so. which is always a... It's one thing if you don't like a kind of work, and it's mm-hmm. another thing if you're not good at a kind of work. But when those two things come together, you should find a different sort of work. Yeah. Um. I One thing I did want to say, though... The the Looking for Alaska audiobook Uh was recorded by Do You Know Who? I do. The new one? Yeah. Yeah. Will Wheaton. By Will Wheaton. And it's so good. Yeah, that's that's a lot of what he's doing these days. Both with Will Wheaton and with Kate Rudd, who did the Fault in Our Stars and Turtles all the way down, I just feel like I had amazing audiobook experiences. All the other audiobooks are good, too. But, like, yeah, those, those two are just special. The uh, So I've done a little bit of research. The tongue is not one muscle. It's mm. a bunch. It's eight muscles that work together. Four of them control shape, mm-hmm. while four control the position of the tongue. Okay. Wow, that's wild. That is wild. Um, and also you can exercise the tongue, and they do it in speech therapy and, mm. in, and in swallowing disorders. Mm. Uh, and, of course, you don't use weights, but you do do various various regimens. Mm. Does it make the tongue change shape? This person did not say. Okay. But you can work out your tongue. You can work out your tongue. Great. Next question. <laughs> Science. <laughs> All right, Hank. This next question comes from Jordan, who writes, Dear John and Hank, why are dogs' legs legs instead of arms? What makes their arms legs? Love, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, your question is incorrect because their legs are legs. Well, that's what he asked. He says dogs are why are dogs legs legs? What makes their arms legs? And that's an incorrect question because their arms are not are not arms. They're legs. Well, what makes their front legs legs is the correct question. Jordan is trying to turn front legged dogs into arms. Look, and I'm not going to argue with you that the front legs of dogs are legs. The reason that they're thank you. That's a huge relief. I'm glad we're going to be on the same page on this one. Thank God. I was really worried. Because butt is legs. Yes. But also legs are legs. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, I I don't know with you. I never know with you if you're going to come up with some obscure No, what you have to understand yeah, is for why that this your, your is lower thing. back. In, in terms of comparative anatomy, John. Yes, right. Yeah, my shoulder blades are actually part of the backs of my knees. <laughs> But but I'm pretty sure that the front legs are legs because they're the exact same as the back legs. Well, they're not. Oh, come on. Well, they're not the same as the legs. No, they're completely, they're very different. F- very they're different. physiologically very different. But but they are functionally identical. They're, yes, they do the same job. Yes. Legs are for walking. Arms are for arm stuff. And ca- like kangaroos. Have arms. Do arm stuff. Yes. With their arms. They, they punch. Mm-hmm. They eat. Yeah. They pick things up. Which is pretty much all we do. Punchy picks picks things up. We still think that we're fancy. Yeah. The only difference between us and kangaroos really is that uh, we fancy ourselves, you know, important. Right. I don't think, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they do. That's true. Have you ever seen seen their eyes? They do kind of look a little self-important. I have never looked into the eyes of a kangaroo. No, I have. I was very lucky. I got to to feed, feed, hand feed a kangaroo once. It occurs to me that I've also never 
said the sentence, I have never looked into the eyes Definitely of a kangaroo. Not. And I, think... I wonder if anyone has. <laughs> well, luckily, we're sitting at my desk here. I want it. I want it in quotations, please. I have, I have never, never looked, looked into, into the, the eyes, eyes of okay. a kangaroo. There's a space between eyes and of, of a kangaroo. Quit. First time. First Boom. time. It's a winner. Bing, bing, boom. Legs are legs because they're, they're used as legs. They're walked. The, yeah. Yes. What is another animal that's not a human that has arms? I think chimpanzees have arms. Absolutely. I would argue that whales also have arms. Mm, definitely not. Yeah, they do. They have fins. Those front flippers. Those are fins. Those are arms. Those are mammal arms. And then their legs are kind of melded together in the back and do the swimming part of swimming. That's a fact. (laughs) Next question. Uh, Welcome to Facts with John, the exciting new fact podcast where John shares facts. This next question comes from Leela, who asks, Dear Hank and John, I've begun babysitting for a couple who are, let's just say, grandparent age. The girls are five and ten, and we have a wonderful time together. They will often dream up imaginative and creative games for us to play. We build blanket forts and have surprise dance parties and water balloon fights. That sounds like very fun. The problem is, with all this fun, it gets hard for their caretakers to keep up. Should I try to tone down the energy, or is there something else you'd recommend? Dubious advice. Greatly appreciated. Leela. I am not grandparent age. I Well, I guess I technically am. Sure, yeah. But I do sometimes struggle to keep up with my kids. They have more energy than I have. Like Definitely. just today, our kids spent like hours and hours and hours engaging in what I would consider to be anaerobic exercise, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Lifting and twisting yes. and stretching and hitting. And, and turning in circles. Yeah. And I mean, just endless... It's incredible the amount of energy that they have. And from my perspective, I am very grateful to anyone who will engage with my kids in that way because Mm -hmm. I get tired fast. Mm -hmm. So I would try to find ways to include them, but to allow them to stay seated if they so choose. Sure. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I think that, I think that the needs of the, Kids like and that's part of the that's part of the dynamic you get to bring. That's part of why you hire a babysitter because yeah. they can do things that you, know, you, can't, you can't do. Yeah, they bring something to the table absolutely. that you don't have. Yeah, and unless you're being instructed to change that behavior, absolutely don't. Yeah, I think it's great. I I have been astonished by the amount of energy that our three children have when they are together. I mean, Oren woke up this morning and the first words out of his mouth. I like walk into his room. He's sitting on the toilet, and he says, "Are Henry and Alice over?" Mm. And I was like, "Not yet." And he's like, "When?" No, <laughs> and I was like, "Let's sweet. take care of the poopy butt first. They're so sweet together, <laughs> and Henry and Alice are so sweet to Orin, and he's so sweet to them. It's like yeah. it's a huge encouragement. Yeah, there is good. There is cause for hope in this world. Hank, I don't think I told you this, but Alice told an incredible, incredible Hank joke. Oh, yeah? Incredible. So we were, you know, uh, just in California before we came here. And Alice said, do you know why they call it the Pacific Ocean? It's because it's a very particular ocean. And then she paused (laughs) and said... It's the specific ocean. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. I mean, that there's something genetic that got passed down. Yeah, that's good. Through the grandparents uh-huh. because I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have that. 
This next question comes from Maria, who writes, Dear John and Hank, my boyfriend was talking about how he accidentally called a convenience store an inconvenience store, which makes me wonder, what would an inconvenience store sell? Pumpkins and penguins, Maria. For me, it would sell clothing, but it would sell clothing that just isn't quite It's not right. quite there. The fit, well, just a little off. Well, and, I, and this comes from personal experience because this has occurred. Oh, yeah. I've been Where to I'm stores like, many times. I, why have I tried 25 pairs of jeans on and none oh. of them fit as well yeah. as any pair of jeans yeah. that I have in my home right now? I find that very frustrating. I think you and I have weird shaped bodies because I find f- shopping for pants to be intensely frustrating. Ugh, so bad. I've started to mend my old jeans because I don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's fine. Maybe that's the that's the way forward. And I know like we'll probably have a clothing company sponsor on this episode of the podcast. <laughs> so we should say that like whatever clothing company is sponsoring us, we love. But all the other clothing companies, yeah. I find that their jeans just don't quite fit. You know, you want a great fit? The per- the best fit I found is whoever's sponsoring this episode of Dear Hank and John. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Oh gosh, no. Yeah. That's why we have separate music during the ads so that you know, you know what's up. Where? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I I've been having an experience recently because my body has changed shape a little bit um, mm-hmm. over the course of the last year and a half where my pants don't fit, but in weird places, huh. like in my calves. Oh. Like often it's in my often it's at the waist, of course. Uh, but sometimes like I put on a pair of pants that I haven't worn in a while. Because the other thing is that I didn't wear Hank. I didn't wear jeans for most of the last fifteen months. Hmm. I wore a lot of sweatpants. I got really into athleisure. Wow. No, I'm I had jeans every day. No, not for me during the pandemic. It was very athleisurey. Man, I even wore that sweatsuit, that ugly sweatsuit that YouTube got us. As oh, a I wear. I was wearing those pants this morning. No, 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 not. Oh, the one. really ugly, the one. really ugly one. Oh, okay, the one that they got us in 2016. that's yeah. like a red tracksuit from Adidas. No, that one. I like that. I one. wear that. No, one. I love that. Oh, one. okay. I'm talking about the uh, one they got us this year. Yeah. That's like based on David's fashion from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, it does. It does feel that way. But it's like they worked with like specific artists. Yeah, who did lovely art. It's I don't not know that, that it belongs. It, it's not a, that the art is bad. Yeah, and, and in fact, like I've seen young hip people wearing. Right. Yeah. 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 The thing. The thing. We can't. YouTube, and we are very grateful to YouTube for giving us uh, free swag. Thank you for the sweatpants. But um, they mostly make things for young hip people because yeah. that's who's big on YouTube. Yeah. Most of the YouTube like phenomena and then it arrives at our houses and yeah. we're like wow i gotta put this on and every, and take a picture for instagram so everybody can laugh at me oh, Catherine me, looks great in that sweatshirt i bet for me i had to take i didn't take a picture of myself for instagram there's no way that i'm sharing that publicly but i did put it on so that sarah could have a good laugh so yeah so yeah for us an inconvenience store would sell clothes but i think it's different for each person that's right yeah. it'd be great if each person could have their own inconvenience store right well what about like the the most inconvenient thing would be screws oh god unsorted yes <laughs> i mean even screws sorted i find it's really challenging. i have to get somebody to help me I do, I do. and then i feel bad because i'm like hey i really need somebody's help to pick which 26 cent screw i'm gonna purchase <laughs> This next question comes from Sally, who asks, Dear Hank and John, I graduated from college and was sent two official diplomas by accident. I'm going to frame one, but what should I do with the second diploma? They are identical. They're on very heavy paper and very official looking. Me fourth, Sally. (laughs) That's good. Sally's fourth. Yeah. 
have I told you before what Sarah did with her graduate school diploma? It's one of my favorite things. What? It, she received it in the mail, uh-huh. okay? Yes. And she has framed the... What are you doing? I'm looking to see if I have my diploma. Okay. She has framed the... She has framed the... I, I can't... I, until you can talk to me, I can't talk to you. <laughs> She's framed the what, John? I, I, you're not listening. I am. I She's... can tell you're not listening. It's not there. So she received the diploma inside an envelope. Mm-hmm. And, but, but she's never opened the envelope. She framed the envelope wow. that we believe contains the diploma. But oh it's, a little bit, it's a little bit of a Schrodinger's cat thing. Yeah. Because for all we know, if you open it up, there's not a diploma in there. Maybe Sally got it. I was going to say, maybe, <laughs> maybe Sally has Sarah's graduate school diploma. I think that this one you definitely vandalize, right? Like if you're lucky to get a second diploma, yeah. you should vandalize it. Well, you or like artify it some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it'd be great if you just like crossed out the bachelor's degree and gave yourself a PhD. Or well, yeah, or like a like a you know get a bachelor's of arts or whatever, yeah. and you can have a bachelor of farts. Exactly. That's, I mean that <laughs> you could almost it writes do that itself with, with nobody noticing. <laughs> It's like on the wall behind you with your office. Yeah. When you've got clients coming in and it's like, does it? Wait, does that say farts? Yeah. Or you could have your Bachelor of Science turned into a Bachelor of Fine Sense. <laughs> yeah. Which is really what you're developing at school. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Right. You're not. I love. I love Good that... smells? Fine sense? <laughs> or fine sense? Both. I love that. <laughs> I love that colleges are, are always like, we're not here to teach you what what to learn we're teach we're here to teach you how to learn yeah and i'm like uh yeah but you're testing me on, on what on what uh, i've what, learned what i've learned and also uh is there a cheaper way to learn how to learn no definitely no. they were they definitely not this is the only way we're yeah. stuck with this system and can never can never avoid or move beyond it maybe sally they sent you two diplomas because they feel a little bit guilty about how much it costs <laughs> I don't know that I have my diplomas. I'm I don't. Not, I, I don't have mine. But I also didn't get two diplomas like Sally did. Lucky, lucky dog. This is questions about a dog. It's from Corrine who asks, Dear Hank and John, I adopted my dog last year and he's 16. And I always say, you're an old man. Yeah. Do you know that, Mr. Chubb? His name is Chubb. <laughs> does, does he know he's old? Does he? I, I was thinking, no, he doesn't know his age. But like, does my dog know that he has been alive for more than a week? He has to know something. Cheers, Corrine. So I think the definition of being old yes. is contingent upon understanding death. For you. Which I don't think dogs do. For But that's for you. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm but saying- th- But the- there are things about being old. Like, I think a dog could remember. I don't know this for sure. Yeah. I think there's a potential that a dog could remember- being younger and more spry and having the good old times when I was younger. Yes. And then being like, I cannot walk so well now. And and being aware of that. Sure. Change. Maybe. I, and I, again, I also don't know because I've never been inside hard, of a dog's hard mind. Hard to know. Yeah. But, which reminds me of the, my all-time favorite dad joke. Okay. Groucho Marx joke. Outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. <laughs> sorry sorry i was gonna keep talking but i like that joke too much um i can see that but but i think the question is does mr chubb 
think to himself, I have more memories than I used to have because right. more time has passed. Yeah. I am further along than I used to be in the life works. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good question. There's only one way to find out. And that's to ask Mr. Chubb. And we can't do that. Yet. But it will be the first thing we ask when we can have dogs speak. The very first Is that thing the first like, thing? Yeah. Do you know how old you are? Ha! No, I think the first thing will be like, uh, so what do you think of us? Because we're a very self-involved species. And we want to, and we just want to know. Because I think I feel like we've been treating you okay. I feel, we 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 think we've been doing great. What's your position? <laughs> and their their position will be like, uh, I mean, I feel like not enough walks, not enough food. I mean, which reminds me that today's podcast is brought to you by Mr. Chubb. Mr. Chubb, he may not know that he's old. This podcast is also brought to you by the Specific Ocean. The Specific Ocean. It's a very particular ocean. And, of course, today's podcast is brought to you by Whale Arms. Whale Arms. Hank calls them flippers, but they are, in fact, arms. And also, we're really delighted to have a sponsor this week from All Eight Tongue Muscles. Thank you so much. All Eight Tongue Muscles. They are working together to make... To help make the noises that you're hearing right now, and which we, is kind of gross now that I've said it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Now I'm conscious of the fact that I'm making these noises with my tongue muscles. Yeah. This episode of Dear Hang John is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is there to help you maintain the kinds of habits that you want to have. For me, I need to have the right kind of food in the house or I will eat whatever. Oreo recently sent me some free fancy Oreos. They were weird. I ate all of them. I ate all of them in a week and it was a problem. I can't do that. I need to have healthy, good stuff in the house and Thrive Market can help you have healthy habits. It's a great go-to for all your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online and then like just quickly shipped to the doorstep. It's a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with great ingredients and sourcing methods. They got Amy's, Banza, Burt's Bees, Trobani, Honest Kids, Kind, Mike's Hot Honey, Oatly, Olipop, Poppy, Salt, I've never heard of salt, but it's got two A's in it, so it has to be good. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single grocery order. On average, you can save over 30% every time. And they also have a deals page that changes every day. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a $60 free gift. I enjoyed my $60 free gift. I was surprised by it, and it was the kind of thing I wouldn't have bought. And then now I'm like on the ghee train. They gave me free ghee. And I was like, I don't know what ghee is. But then I was like, oh, this is great. It's like butter, but it's different and more spreadable. <laughs> Go to thrivemarket.com slash dearhank for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dearhank, thrivemarket.com slash dearhank. So listen, your toilet is massively gross, like it's grosser than you think. In fact, bacteria and viruses can hang around in the toilet bowl even after multiple flushes. And I recently found the easiest way to clean my toilet, Blue Land's Sustainable Toilet Cleaner Tablets. Just drop, watch it fizz, brush, and flush. It is truly that simple. No more scrubbing for hours. Plus, the tablets are plastic-free. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet. 
with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blue Land products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains, including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. All right, Hank, we have another question. This one's from Paige who writes, Dear John and Hank, did you ever have the Sunday scaries? And if so, how did you deal with them? Hopefully after you respond, we'll all be on the same page. The Sunday scaries. I referred to this when I was a kid as the night feeling, which was this feeling that would come over me at night, especially on Sundays, but also oh. on many other weekdays where I would feel a kind of yeah. dread, yeah. a deep dread. Oh, yeah. Not like, a oh, I'm worried that something bad's going to happen at school tomorrow, but like a profound dread. It wasn't really. Yeah. So I had that and it was not like. I'm worried that a particular thing is going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's I have to go to that place where bad things happen. Yes, that is exactly right. And I'm going to be there all day. Yeah. And then I'm going to be there all day on Tuesday. Yeah. I definitely still get that feeling. I, 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 I don't like yeah. that you situated the question in the past tense page. I don't get it <laughs> as much. Yeah. But I still get it. I still get it. Like over the last few months when I've been so overwhelmed and so freaked out, I have gotten it a lot of times, actually. But now I'm able to contextualize it a little bit better, I think. Yeah, and and I feel grateful and privileged to be able to, like, if, I, if I'm starting to have that feeling, to be able to re-examine some things in my life and figure out how to not have it, because it is one of my least favorite feelings. Oh, yeah. And just the, just the feeling of not being able to go to bed because you're worried is... And, and then, yeah. for me, like... It's very difficult not to be like, well, now I'm worried about I the fact that I can't go to bed. Yeah. And so now I've got oh, two worries. I get that one all the time. Uh, that's the only reason I ever have insomnia is because I need to wake up in the morning. But and I haven't really had like se severe Sunday scaries since VidCon sold. So that was the biggest source of my Sunday scaries. Yeah, I still have them pretty intensely, but they really are. Um, contingent upon how well I'm doing. So for me, it's a little bit of a guide to how is it going. But mm -hmm. like we were talking about at the beginning, so often when I'm not doing well, especially when I'm not doing well, like for, for, for a reason, you know, like there are times when I, I'm having bad mental health because I have a chronic mental health problem. But there are times when I'm going through a difficult time because like the time is objectively difficult. Mm-hmm. And in those periods, it can be so hard for me to understand that I even am feeling the stuff that I'm feeling. I almost like kind of shut down a little bit and then only recognize it in retrospect. Hmm. Anyway, what was the question? Uh, do you get the Sunday scaries? I do, Paige. I do. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. My therapist has been saying, and I found this very helpful, that we are moving through something instead of just like getting through mm -hmm. the verb moving makes me feel like okay yeah i'm yeah. moving through something and then i will be through it there is movement yes there has been movement and part of part of movement is going through a really difficult time but then you move through it 
Now that you've said that, getting through something is a very weird thing to say grammatically. Very weird. How do I get through? Yeah. Get, like, getting is such a, it's almost like. Through, it's, through is a thing that I have gotten once I'm out. Yeah. It, getting through it. Yeah. It's very problematic, actually. <laughs> so that it's, makes no grammatical sense. Like, why would I acquire throughness? <laughs> Unless I'm through. Exactly. The only time. Then I could just say I'm through. Right. And maybe getting through is sort of a way of minimizing the what someone else is experiencing. Like, oh, you'll get through it. Yeah. Like, you will accomplish throughness. Whereas moving through it, saying like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you will move through this is, is a statement that like, hey, this might be hard, mm-hmm. but you'll do it. I like moving through so much more than I like getting through. John, this next question comes from Jane, who is in a very Pacific situation. (laughs) Jane asks, Dear Hank and John, I have a bearded dragon, and sometimes I order bugs for her online. Mm -hmm. This week, I ordered a box of roaches, and I accidentally sent it to my parents' house on the other side of the country. Oh, no. So my parents are about to receive a box of roaches and hornworms, Mm. and they do not have a lizard to feed them to. Yeah. What should my parents do with the bugs, not Tarzan Jane? So when I initially heard the question, Hank, I was like, what does the bearded dragon do with the roaches? But I think the, <laughs> the answer to that is is contained within the yeah, question. Yeah, I know. It's not like they don't become playmates. Yeah. yeah, right. It's not like, oh, you know, the bearded dragon needs a buddy. Yeah. It's like the bearded dragon needs some food. Yeah. I would definitely call my parents and I would say, listen, I mailed you some roaches by accident. And what I would like for you to do is to adopt them as pets. <laughs> I've noticed you guys are pretty lonely. Yeah, exactly. There's, as as an empty nesters, mm-hmm. you just have so little to live for now. So I've gotten you roaches and hornworms. <laughs> I've been thinking, how will you move through this difficult period of your life, mom and dad? And I realized... <laughs> now that I'm not around all the time. <laughs> I realized that what you need is something to care for, specifically some roaches. <laughs> yeah, you'll find that they get along well with the hornworms. I mean, there is only one answer to this question. And you're not going to like it. But well, there's two answers. One, the obvious solution is, of course, to kill the roaches and the hornworms, which I think is what was going to happen anyway, if we're going to be <laughs> frank. But the main thing is you need to let them know this is happening so they don't, like, open the package. Yeah. As a, oh. I'd be like, does our child hate us? Yeah. Is this some kind of- Or who hates us? Right. Is this some kind of like message from a mobster or Uh something? Yeah. No. But the other thing you can do, and I would argue the better thing you could do, is you call your parents and you say, mom, dad, I'm going to need you to put in a Craigslist ad. And the Craigslist ad will read as follows. Do you own a bearded dragon? If so, have I got some roaches (laughs) for you? (laughs) And then you have to have your parents drive yeah. the roaches to the home of the bearded dragon. Right, yeah. Well, maybe they'll pick it up because, like, uh, you know, it's apparently it's a thing. Right, I guess I don't know so. how I don't know how dense of a city they live in, how many bearded dragons per square mile there are. <laughs> but the, the Craigslist ad should be titled, In Search of Lizard Person. <laughs> in, search of per- in Search of Lizard Person Hungry for Roaches. Yeah. <laughs> we got there. All right, Hank, we have another question. This one's from Jed, who writes, Dear John and Hank, my name is Jed. Stop trying to be Ryan, Jed. I have a lot of questions. Many are deep and thought-provoking, and paramount among them is currently this. 
Why are all lids threaded in the same direction? Was there a jar lord once that put out the righty-tighty-lefty-loosey decree to standardize all under their domain? Why is there nothing that I can twist to the left and tighten? Or is there, and I just don't encounter it, feeling good today, I got up on the right side of the jed. Nice. Good one. Um... Well, is there a jar lord? I don't know. But there is a very good reason why everything screws the same way, which is that if it didn't all screw the same way, it would it would create a lot, like, a lot of bad days. It's hard enough, yeah. even knowing that everything screws the same way, to figure out, <laughs> like, when I'm trying to, like, get the hose onto uh-huh. the hose bib. Well, that's to... part of, that's one of the things, is that, like, which one am I screwing? Right. The hose or yeah. the hose bib? Did you say hose bib? The, what's it called? The, the, the nozzle. The nozzle. The, the schmoobity boobity. The squeeze, the squeeze shooter. The herfederper. Mm. No, I meant like into the into the water source. What do you call that thing? The spout. The spigot. The spout. Don't. Hey, hey, hey. No bragging by saying the word and then a synonym. <laughs> That's bragging. Okay? You just tell me the word. I don't need to hear. I like. I don't need to do you hear your bragging. Word, do you think the word spigot and the word spit have a relationship? Probably not. But the answer to your question is that we have standards because if we didn't have standardized ways of doing things, it would take longer and be less pleasant. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, spigot comes from a 14th century word that means the exact opposite of the word spigot. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> words like that. Spigot is the thing that stops the stuff from coming out. It used to basically be like a, a wine cork was yeah, a spigot. Yeah. A- and now... It's a spigot a, is the precise opposite of that. It's right. an uncorked water yeah. sourcey thingy. Uh-huh. It is that which controls or restrains, John. No, it's not that which controls water flow. Like if you think about I oh, I guess that's true. It can. Yeah, yes, okay. it can. Does All both. right. It does both. All right, Hank, it's time for the all important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon. I'll let you go first this week. What's the news from Mars? Sorry, I'm still thinking about screwing jars. Because if you couldn't, if like oftentimes you don't know whether or not you're screwing the right direction because it's not moving at all. Yeah. So you need to know because you otherwise you're just tightening back up. Right. You could get tighter and tighter. Yeah. It would be a disaster. Well, not just that. I have a really poor sense of uh, like direction and understanding of space and stuff. And so as it is, I often find myself, even yeah. though I can say lefty, loosey, righty, tighty, I'm always like, but which way is left when we're talking right. about a circle? The top of it going yeah. to the left. Right. Which is confusing. A little confusing yeah, for me. I've gotten there, but it's taken me 41 years. Right. So I'm just saying that like if you added to that an inconsistency, it would be horrible. Yeah. It would be could catastrophic I, like you could make a wrong jar and sell it as a novelty prank product yeah. <laughs> like right now the worst two problems humanity is facing we, <laughs> we agreed earlier climate change and and uh, the potential right. of a pandemic now we're potentially adding we, a yeah. third we could have been in a world problem. <laughs> with the jar problem but the jar lord solved it Thank all hail God the Jar Lord. All hail the Jar Lord. And now, can we please have the Jar Lord address the other two major issues in the room? <laughs> John, this week in Mars News, the Perseverance rover has officially started to science. So it's Yay. just making sure that everything works for a long time. Right. So uh, it's been going through system tests. It's been taking pictures to send to us, audio recordings. Doing a, like, I I think that it's safe to say that the work is important of a rover 
going on a little bit of a victory tour. Absolutely. You poop out a, a helicopter, it flies around, you take pictures of it and send it back for the rest of the world to be like, holy crap, we did that. And that's really important work. But the science is the most important work. The rover has now left the Octavia E. Butler landing site and is driving off into a low-lying scenic overlook from which it will be able to observe the oldest geologic features that we found in Jezero Crater. The team behind the rover will also be taking on the final steps in bringing the various auto navigation and sampling systems on board. And then over the next few months, the rover will be studying a 1.5 square mile patch of crater floor where it will be collecting samples for future missions to return. Well, that is really exciting. Doing science. We're, we're finally sciencing on Mars. I mean, we've been sciencing yes. on Mars, but we're sciencing on Mars with this new thing. Yeah. Percy is finally sciencing on Mars. The news from AFC Wimbledon is not as encouraging. The, oh, no. The news from AFC Wimbledon is that uh, Rudy Rudoni, Jack Rudoni, who's been with AFC Wimbledon since he was nine or ten years old uh-huh. and is emerging as one of our best players, uh-huh. is a reportedly being linked with a team in the second tier of English football. This would not, this would be a big, big loss Mm -hmm. for, uh, for Wimbledon. He's only 20. He played almost every game last season and he got better and better as the season went on. You obviously can't deny a young player the chance to play in a higher league. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of Wimbledon want to prove with our academy yeah. that we can produce those kinds of players who can go on to play in the Premier League like uh, a few of our uh, former players have. But yeah, it's worrisome um, because I it, it just it gets hard. It gets hard. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard to keep keep a team together. And that's why it's so shuffly yeah. down there at the bottom because. Yeah, it's a lot less shuffly than it was when we were in the uh, ninth tier of yeah. English football, but it's still a little shuffly. Yeah. But I didn't hear I haven't heard that person's name that that often. Jack Rudoni. Yeah, but that's because there are a lot of players who are really important who don't score a lot of goals. Mm. And he's one of them. So are you sure you can't just put Joe Piggott out there and Joe Spigot out there? And is that what they call him? Hank, Joe Piggott left. Oh, no. That was the news from AFC Wimbledon a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but thanks for reminding me that we lost. Oh, no. The majority of our goals. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember that. Oh, also, uh, AFC Wimbledon. It, there's going to be a, a pub at Plow Lane. It's mm-hmm. really cool, actually. So like when you are. At the pub, yeah. you can see the field cool. uh, with their big glass windows. But then during the game, the glass windows turn to frosted. Um, it's a really cool sciencey thing mm-hmm. because you're not allowed to be able to see the field during the game. Like you can't like watch the game from a bar. Right. That's one of the rules. And so uh, it's a beautiful Beautiful facility and a great solution to this problem. And they don't know what they're going to call it. So they are asking in in typical AFC Wimbledon fashion, the fans to decide the name of the pub. Hmm. I think it should be called the John Green Pub. (laughs) I haven't been offered an opportunity to sponsor it yet. And I don't think that there would be a ton of family support. But I was trying to come up with some kind of beer, alcohol, pun with Plow Lane, but mm, I failed. Yeah. No, I think let's just, you know, let's just sponsor the pub, Hank. I just need you. I, well, I, it's very, oh, very. Ooh, 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 what about the Hank Green pub? What about, what about we get some Hank Green I'm capital? Not sure that, into, I'm not into, sure how that works. Wimbledon. No, that's, I'm fine. What about if we, what, what? I can, I'll work on some ideas with puns. <laughs> 
Well, Hank, thank you for potting with me and for hanging out with me. Hop to it, boys. <laughs> hop to it, boys is pretty good. It's pretty good. And and girls, hop to it. <laughs> hop to, hop to it, it, y'all. Players. Y'all. Y'all. Oh, they, they say y'all over there. How great a word is y'all? A word that I was made fun of for saying my entire childhood that turns out to be an awesome, amazing, They're wonderful very useful world. word. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, maybe they'll call it Hop To It, y'all. That's a great name for a pub, Hank. Thank you, John. I, I, I look forward to your founding a new online pub experience called Hop, Hop To, to it, it, y'all. Thank you for potting with me. We're off now to record our Patreon-only podcast this week in Stuff, which you can find at patreon.com slash John. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tuna Medish. It's produced by Rosiana Halsarojas and Sheridan Gibson. Our communications coordinator is Julia Bloom. Our editorial assistant is Taboki Trucker-Vardy. The music you're hearing now and at the beginning of the podcast is by the great Gunnarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't, don't forget, forget to, to be, be awesome. awesome.